Educators podcast. Uh, we have a special guest today, as usual, and I'm gonna let him introduce himself because that's how we do it here. So go ahead, man. Tell them who you are. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Amobi Okugo, uh, first generation Nigerian American, uh, born and raised in California, uh, Sacramento to be exact. Uh, um, besides that, grew up playing soccer and basketball until soccer kind of took over. Uh, it's allowed me to have so many wonderful opportunities at a very young age. Um, fortunately, I was uh, lucky enough to play at a high level, which led me to go to high school in Florida to compete for the U-17 national team. From there, traveled all around the world, ended up going to UCLA for college, left after my freshman year to go pro. So I've been pro since 2010, with stops in Philadelphia, Orlando, Kansas City, Portland, and now Austin. And then outside of that, you know, I uh, started a frugal athlete. I know we're going to get into that later. Started yeah. a foundation. I uh, got a couple other projects, but uh, that's kind of me. Oldest of four siblings. Um, that's, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's cool. Hey, you're, you're trying to sum up, you know, 30 years in like 30 seconds. So <laughs> yeah. that works. You know, happy birthday, by the way. Belated birthday. So uh, no, much love. Appreciate welcome that. The 30s. Welcome to the 30s. I'm, I'm, I'm two years ahead of you, so not too far. I, I, I heard the level up is crazy when you hit 30, you know. Uh, no, I like, Hey, I think thirties is cool, man. I mean, especially yeah. like you, like you, if you take care of your, if you do work in your twenties, your thirties are, 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 are fun. I think okay, it's, that's what they're telling me. You know what I mean? I think obviously you've been doing your thing and, and, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> not in the soccer way, but as far as like doing my degree and, and teaching, like, you know, we got our house, I got my wife, I got my kid. So I think if you put the grind in, you put the work in your twenties, I think your thirties are kind of, kind of smooth, you know, from what I uh, hear. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you I'm, know what I'm, mean? I'm, I'm taking uh, advice from you. you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn. There you go. Uh, yeah, and one of my best friends, man, uh, Pat Ricker, shout out to him. You know, he kind of took your route, man. He was at IMG, and then he went to UCLA as well. So he's two years ahead of you, but um, he went to Jesuit, did the whole thing. And yeah, um, yeah, didn't get to all the way, but, but you know, he was definitely one of the ballers growing up for sure. One of my. Yeah, he's a, what, he's yeah. a legend. He's a, he's a Sacramento soccer legend. You know, people don't, uh, he's got to respect the OGs. He's someone that like paved the way for guys like myself and the younger guys. And, uh, Fortunately enough, when I was at UCLA, he was still there, and uh, he was good, and uh, we keep in touch from time to time. I know he's doing great things in the in the tech space now. Yeah, he's my. Uh, we were in kindergarten together, man, because I, I went to school in Davis. So, you know, I went to I went to school with the Anibabas, man. Like I don't know them like that, but they went to my school uh -huh. in elementary. So, like we have a cool little soccer elementary yeah. for sure. We <laughs> have some talent in my school for sure. Um, but yeah, small world, small world, and um, yeah, man. Um, so we just talk about like you said you were you were uh, drafted. Uh, you went to UCLA. Um, you know, let's talk about this little school thing. I'm a teacher. So, you know, what were you studying at UCLA? I, don't, I mean, I don't know how long you were there for and kind of, um, you know, what drove you to kind of go to UCLA, first of all? I mean, obviously, soccer probably took you there. But, you know, as far as the studies in the classroom, you know, what kind of drove you to, to do that? No, that's a great question. I mean, my parents are big on education, uh, just being first generation. They value education very much. And I, I know the play on words with the podcast. But for me, um, I wanted to go to UCLA because it had the best of both worlds, a great uh, education and also a great uh, athletic program. And fortunately, it was the farthest school away that was still the closest. Uh, 
my parents were, were adamant about me staying in California. So I cut it down to um, Santa Clara, uh, Cal, Stanford, and UCLA. And while all those schools were great, UCLA, you know, once you get on that campus, it's hard to say no. So decided to go to UCLA and then my major was business econ. So although I was only there uh, at UCLA's trimesters, so they go uh, um, fall, spring, uh, sorry, sorry, fall, winter, spring. Right. Um, so I, my major was business econ, um, but those that first quarter I was only doing like gen ed classes. So I, I had like climate change. I had a, a, a English class and then like a calculus advanced class or something. Um, so I didn't really get into my major. <laughs> By the time I left, I had to transfer my credits and. Uh, figure out another option to continue my education, but that's what I went into UCLA for. Nice. Yeah, nice. No, yeah, UCLA is magical for sure. You go, you know, I remember going on a visit and that was my dream school, but yeah, I never put like that, that much work into it to say, I'm going to go there, you know, but I definitely, yeah. you know, I, you know, I stayed home, man, Sac State, you know, I wanted to be around here. I already had stuff going for me here. So, you know, we just kept it going, Respect. but, but yeah, UCLA was cool. It was one of my, it was my dream school. Actually, that was a school I wanted to go to just like seeing that campus a couple of times. I was like, Whoa, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. But that's cool, man. So you were able to go to the Philadelphia and obviously you say you, you continue your studies and you went into business, man. So let's, you know, I don't know what you want to talk about first. You want to talk about soccer first? You want to talk about business? You, you decide. What do you want to do first? Uh, so, uh, we could talk about soccer first. Okay, that's we'll get soccer of, out of yeah. the way. I mean, like right now, I mean, I, I was following you, like I said, since you were able to go to UCLA, I remember, you know, your name because you're a couple years back. So, I, you know, we know the players around here in Sac. Sac's not that big, right? So um, you were actually at the Olympic qualifiers, right? You were able to go with the U.S. team, right? Yeah, fortunately and unfortunately, I was part of the uh, 2012 uh, Olympic qualifying group that didn't qualify, um, unfortunately, but it was a great uh, experience to have the opportunity to represent your country and ultimately try to compete for the Olympics. Uh, it was a blessing in disguise um, for me and like the rest of the group. And, you know, you, you don't take those moments for granted. And uh, it was it was a it's one of the memories that I always have, you know, from my soccer career, for sure. Was that uh, one of the few times that you were able, I mean, I know you were there with the U-17s. Was there other opportunities that you were able to play to represent the United States? Yeah, so fortunately for me, I've been part of the U, uh, U.S. Uh, soccer team from the very first U-14 camp all the way to the U-23. So I've been capped at every level except the full team. Um, so it's fortunate and unfortunate. You know, I would love to have completed the cycle. You never know. I can get lucky and everyone gets injured and maybe get called <laughs> up. But uh, at that moment, I don't think it's uh, um, I don't think I'll be able to complete the cycle. But, you, you know, you might as well try and compete and you never know what could happen. Yeah. And it's like it's kind of like a running theme here that we talk about, like people of, of bi cultures, you know, just two different cultures or three. And you say you're you're first born. So let's kind of talk about that. I mean, Nigeria is like a huge soccer nation, you know, so it's yeah. obviously in your blood there's no way you're getting away from that and obviously like a lot of my friends that i've had on here are are either mexican or from other countries and they speak you know two languages um and we just grew up in you know being the we're the first generation you are i am exactly. you know and and uh, we're just trying to you know my parents always say you got to do do more than we did you know do more than, than you know than we got to and you know it's kind of hard when my parents both went to college and it was like dang you know <laughs> it wasn't like the standard was too low i was like man come yeah. on man you know <laughs> so it wasn't that easy like you know some people yeah. say oh i'm the first first to go to college or whatever. And it's like, man, my house, college was just normal. You know, my parents yeah. normalized that, you know, it's like, you're going to go. The question was, where are you going to go? You know, not, not if you were going to go. Uh, I don't I totally know. How, feel you on that. Yeah. I don't know if you could relate to that a little bit. No, I definitely. I definitely, I know, um, you know, being a uh, first generation uh, son of immigrants or a child of immigrants, you know, the pressure's on you to, you know, perform and 
like you said, carry the torch or, you know, carry the legacy because all the sacrifices they made, I know, I know you can attest to it. I can attest to it, you know, and then especially me being the firstborn um, in a Nigerian American <laughs> household, it's just like every mistake you make is like 10 X. And then because you're the example, you're supposed to be, and then you're kind of like the Guinea pig because your parents don't really know how to raise you in a different like culture. So right. they're using like the culture that they came from in a whole new environment. So how does it work and how do they, you know, conform to some of the traditions in this new society? Um, but I wouldn't have changed what for the world, you know, some of the, some of the qualities that I have are because of how my parents raised me. And um, I know that um, they did the best that they could. And for, for me, that's, you know, all I could ask for. Yeah, man. It, I, and it, it, a lot of it depends on like at what age your parents come. Right. Because like one thing I yeah. could kind of compare is like when my parents were a little bit different, they came young. So it's a lot mm -hmm. different when you come young and kind of go to school here and then yeah. you kind of see how things kind of work. So it's a little different when somebody comes in their twenties, somebody comes in their thirties. Right. So I don't know, did your family yeah. come, your parents come pretty young? Were they able to kind of assimilate or did they come later on? Yeah. So my dad came in probably late twenties, early thirties. And then my mom came like mid twenties. Um, but yeah, they both came and like had to, you know, struggle, sacrifice a lot to really get adjusted to um, how it is out here. Um, and then from there, you just learn over time, you know, build relationships, you know, obviously work. And then uh, and, and so at some point too, the uh, sorry, not the siblings, the children teach the parents too in some different ways in terms of how uh, certain traditions and customs go. Um, right. Yeah, like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, yeah. different things. Like this is what we're doing. Yeah, I remember. I, that's a great story. I remember kindergarten. Um, I came like running home about like, mom, mom, I need a costume. And I was like, a costume? What do you mean a costume? <laughs> Halloween. And I was like, what's Halloween? So it's like things like that. But um, it, it's all fun now. We all look yeah. back on it and laugh. That's cool, man. So you know, being able to play like. For the United States, and then like you have that, you know, you're Nigerian. You're not going to deny that ever. You know, I think it's a little bit different for like someone who's Mexican American because the rivalry that's there. You know, so it's like right now, <laughs> right now we. What do you see, cheer for? You know, man, I ain't gonna ask. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's hard, right? Because I've had players that I've known, like I said, Pat Rickards. You know, other buddies that I've known that played for the U.S. program. So of course I want them to do well, and of course I'm from here. Of course I was born here. You know, and of course my son's born here. You know, but it's a soccer game. And when it's a soccer game, it's a little bit different, you know. And when it's yeah. Mexico, USA at the Rose Bowl, I mean, you don't have to you don't have to ask me where I'm who I'm going for, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that, man. It's like when I grew up, I grew up, I didn't know about MLS, so I didn't really follow the US national team. It was like, who's on the Nigerian national team? Who's playing for them? Like you got oh, a coach, uh, Sunday Elise, Kanu, King uh, Keshi, Taribo, yeah, uh, yeah. D. George, Taribo West, like those are people that I grew up on. So then obviously as I got into the system and, you know, started learning about it more and then obviously um, more and more games were on TV. That's when I actually started like, Oh, okay. You got some, you know, us men's national team, obviously the 2002 world cup did a, a great job because they made it to the quarters, I believe. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like, all right, us soccer is kind of here to make its mark. But before that it's always, and it still is, you know, Nigeria. So, so let's just say hypothetically, I know you, you know, let's just say you're in that situation like a lot of guys are right now and yeah. Nigeria calls you, even though you were born and raised here and Nigeria hits you up and U.S. hits you up. I mean, what would you choose? To be honest, uh, because of like my history with U.S. and the, all the 
opportunities they gave me, I would probably pick U.S. Okay. Um, and that's no disrespect to the motherland. It's just that if I like, I literally have been able to travel all over the world because of being able to play for U.S. soccer. Yeah. Um, residency. Some of my best friends have come through playing with the uh, U.S. youth national teams. Um, but if it was just like me coming up side by side, I would have, yeah. Nigeria. Right. Yeah. If you didn't grow up, you know, in the system kind of, and you were just yeah. playing pro somewhere and they, you know, both are calling you. Yeah. I think, I think we know yeah. who you would choose, but yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. It's just a, and it's, it's like a touchy subject, you know, especially, I know you probably yeah. follow a lot, like how it is with, you know, Mexican Americans, like it's huge because guys are going back and forth, flopping back yeah. and forth. And right now, you know, us is grabbing guys from England and they're stealing dudes from wherever. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like this little, fight for these guys and it's like you know a lot of guys are probably not going to pan out anyways because you know careers just they take different paths but that's true i think it's it is a tough thing for when it's u.s and mexico just because of their neighbors just because of like you know the integration of the two countries you know they're just neighbors and, and i think someone that grows up in a household their parents probably show them something else and it's really hard for them to be like ah, you know it's a, it's a, gotta be a tough thing yeah. So, so it's probably, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So kind of talking about that, you know, I know you, you got into this whole, like, um, you know, you're doing your, you're doing your organization, you, you know, you're uh, you got your foundation. Sorry. Um, I mean, right now you're doing this media thing, man. You got a studio set up, you do all kinds of things. <laughs> I've been following you for a long time. So I know you're trying to stay busy. How did you get into this whole frugal athlete thing, man? Like, you know, congratulations first. I know you're Forbes, you know, 30 by 30, you know, 30, 30 under 30. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. That means a lot. So, uh, for so, me, uh, it kind of came about, I mean, I've always been interested in business and finance, just like entrepreneurship, marketing and all that. But it wasn't until I saw the 30 for 30 broke documentary where I was like, oh, okay, is. this is a, yeah, this is a game changer. I'm, I'm like motivated to like learn more. And uh, obviously, you know, playing soccer in the States, we don't, you know, we're not, as, we're not compensated as much as the NBA or NFL guys. So it was like, how can I find like a pathway of athletes that leverage their career, leverage their capital uh, to live a life well spent after their careers were over? You know, you know, we can always see a story about LeBron James, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, or Serena Williams. But I want to know about the other stories of the guy that maybe wasn't a niche sport, like a Paul Rabel or a Junior Bridgman or Andrew Hawkins, you know, and um, that's kind of what motivated me. And then started out kind of as a passion project. And then from there, actually, like, built it out into a business. And uh, fortunately, it's doing, you know, doing well. We've got a lot of credibility. Uh, we're trying to grow every day. This year, I mean, last year was a big year for us, um, but this year it's all about scaling. It's all about trying to help and impact as many, not only athletes, but individuals that are you know, looking to learn about financial literacy. Hey, 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 appreciate you clicking that link and listening to today's episode. As usual, I'm gonna ask you if you could hit that review button Hit that subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, hit that follow so you know when all the new episodes are dropping. We have a lot of new things in the works, some projects I'm going to release. So just stay tuned. Continue to uh, enjoy this episode. Continue to listen to this. Let me know what you think. Um, I appreciate you. So is that, is that, is that what, is it kind of an education thing? Is it consulting? You want to kind of explain a little bit what it is? Yeah, so Frugal Athletes is an online financial media platform that promotes prudent financial practices and smart career decisions amongst professional athletes and student athletes. So ideally, our mission is to help athletes make, manage, and multiply their money through financial education and athlete empowerment. But through that, because athletes are natural role models and natural trendsetters, we think that we can help the regular individual. And I don't see the I don't say the regular individual as like a knock on them, but 
we can help them learn about financial literacy through the athlete content that we share. We also do consulting, we do speaking engagements, uh, workshops, we have courses, um, you know, the whole media aspect, podcast, newsletter, written content, video content, mm-hmm. it all works in, uh, in like a whole web to, you know, help our mission of, you know, increasing financial literacy. That's dope. And you said regular people, so I think you're talking about me, but it's cool. No, yeah, yeah, I don't wanna, I should, I, I, I got to figure out a way to say that better, like non-athletes. Oh, yo, man, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, we're all one knee injury away, you know what I mean, from being regular people. Facts. I try to, I try, I try to tell athletes all that all the time. I think I'm on my third, on I, think I'm on my, I think I'm on my third meniscal tear, so we'll see, you know what I mean? So anyways, uh, yeah, man, so that's, that's a huge, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's so smart, because it seems like something so obvious to do, like, someone who's bringing in, you know, and we kind of like joked because I remember that documentary came out and they kind of said that the guys that were on there didn't know it was going to be that, right? I think they got interviewed. They didn't know that they were going to get kind of clowned on a little bit and showed like in the wrong way. And so it's like, you see them spend all this money on these jackets and these just crazy things. And I think a lot of us, we look at someone and go like, wow, how can you spend $30 million, bro? And it's like, bro, you can spend that easily. You know what I mean? You can spend that a day if you wanted to. You can spend that easy. And so it's all about how, how can we change the behavior around finance and money management and focus on some of the things that, you know, not only hurt athletes, like, I think the biggest misconception is because we see athletes every day, um, we see their money mistakes. But if you talk to, you know, financial advisors or people in the wealth space, wealth management space, they'll say, you know, lawyers have these same issues, doctors, mm-hmm. you know, high net worth and high, um, high earning individuals, just because we're just not taught, taught it um, at the, the basic level. And especially something like, I know you're reaching out to other sports. I know like they, they probably do some kind of education, right? For rookies, right? Like NFL to kind of like kind of brings them in NBA, right? They kind of do that, right? Yeah. So we do like the rookie symposium, but at the same time, while you have all these resources for the athletes, it's all about how proactive you're going to be because while they do like, you know, have like the guest speakers come in and the programs and stuff, um, the athletes have to be the ones that are proactive, that are asking the questions that are participating in the courses and uh, programs and then go from there. Yeah, man, that's, that's a huge, like, resource, man, huge, like, huge tool for these guys to use because, or anyone, you know, because, you know, as a teacher myself, we're a little frugal, you know, we kind of, we make yeah. some good, we make some close decisions, really good, and I credit my wife for that because I'm definitely not the saver, I'm the, I'm the gambler, and I'm just trying to, hey, we do this, you know, and she's like, no, we're not doing any of that, so um, I credit her for, the, you know, anything we have is because she manages it really well, um, so the money, the money management is huge, you know, and, and obviously, like I said, financial literacy, financial literacy, is something that I've been talking to business teachers at my school and different things. Like we just need to get that into these kids way younger, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a lot of us don't get, you know, uh, a lot of us get it from our parents or what if they don't have parents yeah. or what if they don't have that resource, you know, like not, no one exactly. teaches us how to buy a house or how to buy a car or how to even do our taxes, you know, little things like that. Facts. Well, let's link up. I know you're, you know, you're doing a great work in the community, you know, for your school program. So I'd love to connect and figure out ways to, you know, That'd be cool. Uh, do some speaking engagements, workshops. So I know we'll keep in touch after this. So that's not even yeah. an issue. Heck yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I, I like, I was thinking about that with my buddy and he was on the previous, one of the previous episodes, he's a business teacher. And we talk about that. There's so many things to teach anyone anyways. There's so many different, you know, terminology mm-hmm. and, and processes and just different things that it's almost impossible. Cause you know, school's already kind of impossible. The, the things we throw at these kids, it's a lot and there's not enough. We know we're definitely not throwing enough, you know? Um, yeah. But there's only so much little time we get when the kids are in the room, you know, so it is definitely tough to do that. Um, but we definitely do have to get these younger um, athletes, younger students, younger people just to learn how to manage their money and just make better decisions from the beginning, you know. 
No, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, you got that from obviously your schooling, right? Your business econ and all that. Is that, is that kind of, is that how kind of yeah, you got the idea so, or you link up with somebody? That so kind of- a lot of it was like schooling. A lot of it was asking the right questions and to the right people. And then a lot of it was self-research. So, um, you know, my, my, my book, my bookcase is filled with a bunch of, you know, personal finance type of books. Um, you know, I've had a lot of good mentors over the course of my career, my, um, my life that have helped me like steer me down the right right path in terms of asking questions and stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, who are the kind of these people that you kind of look up to? I mean, obviously I'm a huge Gary V. I'm a huge very Gary V guy. I don't know if you're into any of these social media people. I mean, influencers, is anybody you kind of look up to like, man, I like how he kind of tells us what to do or what? Well, yeah, I, I, I respect Gary V. I think he does a great job of helping people out. I think a lot of people, when it comes to Gary V, they forget to realize that he has a whole team behind him when it comes to how he's on social media all the time. I used to try to be like, I have to post like on this platform and that platform. But then I realized Gary V has a videographer and then he has a whole team of interns and employees that are pushing out the content, editing it. Um, but his message is very, you know, direct and very clear. Um, so yeah, Gary be someone, but from the personal finance, uh, money management type space or athletes that I kind of use as role models, uh, Andrew Hawkins is one, someone I've developed a relationship with. He's kind of like, in terms of like the roadmap of how to leverage your capital and your career, he's someone that I really enjoy uh, following Paul Rabel, another one, he played lacrosse, but he's able to, he's been able to build a big, um, a big following, you know, a big uh, business based on how he's been able to leverage his brand and, you know, his relationships. Uh, Junior Bridgman, although I, he's kind of like before my time, just the way he's built a massive network and net worth um, just by, you know, being humble and, you know, learning from the right people and taking the long-term approach. Uh, those for sure. And then from the personal finance influencer kind of people, uh, I really love um, Ramit. Um, I forget his last name, but he's the author of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Um, so he talks about different things, different tacks of how to like negotiate, um, how to, you know, think, you know, everyone's talking about, yeah, it's cool to save, um, you know, money on Starbucks every day and not go to Starbucks, but ask yourself the tougher questions like, what's going to help me be able to save up to buy a house? You know, what's mm-hmm. going to be like, uh, his like his line of thinking is really cool. Uh, even though he kind of gets a bad rep sometimes, uh, Dave Ramsey, I think he's really cool yeah. in terms of like just direct to direct. You know, like no cookie cutter stuff. He's like direct. Like if you want to take get out of debt, this is what you need to do. You got to do this, this, and that. Um, two new guys that are really popular, uh, Earn Your Leisure, their podcast. They do yeah. a great job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I was that. following them from the very beginning and to see their growth. Um, just talking about financial literacy in a different way. That's what it's all about. So Anthony O'Neill, he's all part of the Dave Ramsey, like franchise team. Yeah, he's good. He, he, he breaks down financial concepts in a good way. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Nice. You, you definitely consume a lot of this like content and information, right? And kind yeah. of try to apply that. And I mean, you gotta, we always got to keep learning, right? That's what we got to do. We have to keep learning everybody in any space, in any space, you know, and, I think a lot of times you say with the Gary Vee thing, it's like, I watch it just kind of like as motivation because I know like, exactly. like you said, yeah, there is like, you know, he's the NFTs and Bitcoin, all these different things. Like, bro, I can't, you know, I don't even have that kind of dough, you know what I mean? Like chill, you yeah. know? So there's a lot of things like that, but also like you said, pushing out the videos and the cuts and like, you got to be on TikTok, you got to be on uh, 
clubhouse you got to be yeah. like bro bro like when am i going to do all that you know what i mean <laughs> exactly so i think the biggest thing is like you start with one and then from there just build out i think that's kind of um my that's been my approach so i have like a whole excel spreadsheet of like all right i'm posting content on this day that's i'm dope. doing content on that way i'm like making long form content so it's easier to cut mini clips instead of like trying to do one of each uh, yeah so everyone has their own process but you know take the motivation and like the insights that they have but also be respectful to yourself as a person and your time you know yeah no it, it definitely time is you know like you say time is money and you don't you know you only have a certain amount of time every day you know everyone gets 24 hours you know but one thing is like it's it's you know yeah you could repurpose things like you said and push them out and do all these things but you got to do it within your means you know and just like anything exactly. you got to do it within your means and like sometimes it might not be as valuable or whatever you know or you know, cause like I even like like Grant Cardone, but it's like, bro, I don't have that kind of money to buy eight yeah. unit complexes or whatever he's yeah. talking about. So, but it's cool though. Like I like so his just, attitude and stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so like, take your money, buy a complex, do this, refinance it, ten thirty one it. Now you got a whole apartment building. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that's like I just dropped my light. He's gone. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, no, and, and that's something that I, I kind of take too with the you know grain of salt. It's like, bro, you know, relax. You know, what I mean, like let's just. <laughs> <laughs> try to get into our first house and then from there we'll figure out mm -hmm. what we can do but it's it's kind of goes back to like living within your means like these athletes that um sometimes uh will you know buy the new car or whatever it may be or anyone not even just athlete we can talk about anybody it could be a you know grocery uh, clerk it doesn't matter who you are if, if you're not you know managing that check that comes in you are definitely like you know you're overspending it's a simple concept right if you spend more than what you yeah. bring in you're not gonna go anywhere that way you exactly yeah and then at the same time like then, then you got people telling you like don't save money and put it here and put it there. And it's like, I don't think there's a cookie cutter. You said, I don't think there's a cookie cutter way of doing this. I think there is like different ideas and it's really up to you what you can do. Exactly. It's everyone's has their own strategy. There's many ways to the top of the mountain. That's what my dad always says. Like, so what well, may work for you may not work for me. You may like real estate. I may like stocks. Gary Vee may like NFTs. Um, we can all end to get to our end goal, but it's just different, different ways about it. Yeah, man. I, and I, uh, so what are, what are one of your goals, man, financially? What are you trying? I don't you don't have to share too much, but what are you trying to do with, you know, I know you could be a frugal and you could find ways to not overspend and buy things you don't need. So what are you trying to do eventually with this, you know, finances you're trying to do? Yeah, so financially, you know, I want to get to a place where I can, you know, safely take care of my family, my immediate family. So uh, how what that looks like. I know my, my parents are getting older, so if I can, you know, make sure they're good, um, that would be ideal. And then I want to be able to be just financially free. Um, and in order to do that, you know, I just got to be efficient. And uh, a lot of times when people say frugal, they think of it just being like, oh, you just got to be cheap, save and save. And But at the end of the day, frugal means you got to be efficient. So how can I be efficient with the capital that I've earned um, to maximize it for the long term? So um, for me, I want to be able to do what I'm doing um like currently now but at a bigger at a bigger level so um hopefully from a financial standpoint i have the luxury to do that all right man if you need anybody to do some spanish content i got you <laughs> no for real we're actually trying to get our some of their courses translated so <laughs> we well, you got your spanish teacher right here my man so okay. <laughs> i appreciate that uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, as long as we're able to be a resource for people and, and help them out, this, this is pretty much what I'm doing with this podcast. Like, I didn't even have like a goal to be, I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. Like I can't yeah. be, you know, we're not, it won't work like that. So what I wanted to do, to be honest, was 
like I always tell my students to like, they're, you know, some kids are funny or some kids are really talented in certain things. I'm like, start a YouTube channel. A lot of them will hit me with the, oh, I don't have a camera. I don't have it. I'm like, hey man, just do it with what you have, you know, your phone or exactly. whatever. And so what I did over the summer, obviously the pandemic got us, man, we were bored out of our minds, right? In July. And so I just said, you know what? I think I'm going to start this podcast thing on my phone. And I, I downloaded the app and I started recording on my phone just like this. And I had no yeah. video content for about 17 episodes. And then I realized like, okay, we kind of probably need video to kind of market it a little bit better on social media, you know? And I bitch, I initially wanted to do a soccer podcast because, you know, I love everything about soccer, business, culture, yeah. everything. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do something that that is not that, you know, uh, niche. So I could kind of keep my guest list kind of open, you know, and kind of yeah. see where it goes from there. But I don't know. That's what I'm doing. I know you got your podcast. So kind of tell me, like, you know, where do you find all this time, man? Do you like sleep or what? Are you up all night? Yeah, all I sleep. <laughs> no, I sleep. Uh, yeah, I sleep. I sleep. I'm a sleeper. It's just like I just efficient with the time that I have. Uh, I time block. I like everything. If it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So I know we like we were missing each other quite a bit, but we we found time and now we getting this podcast done. But I'm all about my Google Calendar. I'm all about Calendly. I'm all about you know um, have like like my my list that I have on a day to day basis. And then with that, just try to be as efficient as possible within that within my schedule. And I think that's huge, man. That's something I'm trying to pick up on. Is like I was reading something. It was a uh, something about like something to do with your frog, whatever, but you're supposed to, you know, if you have to eat two frogs, you got to eat the bigger one first. So it's kind of like talking about like planning and getting all that stuff out of the way. And I feel like if you, yeah. if you're able to, uh, I think it was something like some stat I was reading. It was like, you spend 10% of your time planning, then you're going to save 90% of your time or something like that. Something weird like that. But it was like oh, very, yeah. very, point. it made sense. So I was like, man, you know what? Like I have the Google calendar, you know, I have these different things, but maybe I need to start a little physical journal. Cause like you said, there's like, a, you know, I got my son, I got my family. I have a, his t-ball practice, his soccer training, you know, I have like school yeah. work, every, I, I'm taking college classes, like, dude, I don't even think there's enough time in the day anymore, like, dude, I'm running out of time, you know, it's midnight already. It's crazy, yeah, I wish, like, there's some days, I mean, like, I need a clone or something, or I need, like, five hours, it needs to be 20, it needs to be 30 hours in a day, um, but like you said, we, we make time for the things that we want to do, as a, as you have, you know, with this podcast, with your family, with school, and all the things that you do, and I'm the same way, so. Yeah, I haven't even had time to like, you know, kind of like consume entertainment, you know, as far as like Netflix or people think, oh, you're going to stay home this whole year. You have time to like, you know what? I haven't done any of that. I really don't yeah. like, you know, like it wasn't like it was almost like I was wasting time if I did that. You know, I was like, I don't want to watch that. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like I did catch yeah. a couple things here and there, but to say like I binge watched for a whole year is no, like I never nah, probably. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, I, feel you on that. I wanted to create content instead of consuming it. But um, respect. That's yeah, a Gary so, B line right there. Create yeah, man, you gotta be yeah, create, 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 create. You know, but um, yeah. no, kind of talking about with your, you know, going into your podcast because I, I think your podcast is not. I was listening to a couple episodes already. Uh, you don't really talk about the whole frugal athlete thing, right? It's a whole different thing. It's kind of like you said, it was like through a black lens, right? Talking about soccer and, and culture, right? Is that what it's kind of? Oh, made so I well, it's crazy because I got three different podcasts. Oh dang! I, I only checked out the two cents one, so. Yeah, so I got two cents. That's a soccer podcast where we talk about soccer, business, culture, right. uh, kind of from a black lens in an unfiltered way. Um, like and that's that. every as, that comes live every Friday. Um, we just got a new episode, so check that out. Then I got past the remote with my brother, so it's basically our excuse to watch TV shows and movies because we talk about you know movies, TV, film, entertainment uh, every Tuesday, and that's on IG Live. So make sure you guys tune into that. And then I got my podcast, a Frugal Athlete Podcast Network, where we have 
all our audio content from a full athlete perspective. We do interviews. I do personal um, uh, audio blogs. You know, we, we, we repurpose some of our video content to audio, and that's where we have all our uh, audio content. And those are weekly basis. Usually, interviews will come out every Tuesday, uh, every Tuesday morning, um, and then the other stuff will come when it comes out. But yeah, that's 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 the. <laughs> Yeah, that's man. The whole audio stuff. That, that's dope, though. You have this whole like YouTube yeah. thing going. You got I see you on IG live, so I didn't realize that was like you know a different thing. That man, so you definitely kind of know what I'm doing as far as juggling all these different things. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. personally trying to grow like this personal brand of mine. Like I'm trying to like for a long time. I think a lot of people make the mistake and they kind of want to hide behind like a social media account. But I feel like in order to get that connection and someone to kind of buy into like, oh, this guy's you got to kind of show your face, you know, you got to have to like kind of show who you are, you know, so people can kind of consume the content and have that connection with you, you know? So I definitely had a connection. I'm watching you like, all right, he's from SAC. Boom. That already, they already checked one thing, you know, you like, you know, you play soccer. So obviously you're already checking a bunch of boxes for me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to consume this, you know? So it's kind of like making those connections with people. And I know you're doing it all the time. You're like, like you said, three different networks you're posting to. And then um, the other day you were like, you were doing like these videos and, uh, you're trying to like call these brands out to help, you know, get these guys recognized <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, and I think that's like, that's the new wave, right? Like, yeah. we, you know, the, these brands are going to do better off getting, you know, smaller, smaller, I will say celebrities or smaller figures to yeah. kind of like endorse it than to try to go chase Michael Jordan down and sign him for a, you know, a deal. It's not going to, it's not going to work out. No. And it ties back to everything you just said. It's more authentic. You know, um, I love what you said about putting your name, you know, behind the brand, because that's something that I struggle with, especially with the football athlete. I was doing it to make sure, like, wanted to be like a credible, like almost like a media source, kind of like how you have like Money.com or Nerd Wallet. Um, but with the way a football athlete set up, if I'm, you know, telling my authentic stories, experiences that I've had, how I handle, you know, my money and investments in certain ways, people can relate to that. You know, they're able to like trust me. So. This past year, year and a half, that's what I've been focused on. So you're seeing me on IG Live. I'm doing the reels. I'm showing my face more. And then now it's like, oh, I know a football athlete. That's a Moby. Like, he has all these people. Like, they're talking about this stuff. And then now it's more trustworthy. Now I'm able to, you know, get more opportunities through that. So yeah. um, that's a, you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's what I'm trying. And that's why I kind of like realized, I mean, you know what, man? Like, I, I am a teacher today, but I do want to be immediate. You know, eventually I do want to be like, you know, either – whatever podcasting do whatever it is i need to do you know get opportunities but if i don't put myself out there you know there's definitely the opportunity is not going to be there you know it's not going to be no. you know, i wouldn't i wouldn't be zooming with you today if i wouldn't have all these you know 37 episodes already published you know Facts. Hey, well if you want to try to get some soccer content come we got a we got a space for you in the two cents team hey i'm ready I'm ready. Just, let, just let me know i was already i was already featured like i i, I hooked up with a couple guys they do uh like mexican league Liga Mekis, uh-huh. you know, soccer uh, podcast. They're from San Fernando Valley, and they hit, and I hit them. You know, we just kind of connected on Instagram, and yeah. I, and they and they say, "Hey, come be a guest." And I was like, "All right, I guess." You know, so after I was with them and just talking soccer for an hour, it was like refreshing. You know, like all oh, these guys know yeah. what I'm talking about. And so then after that, you know, it just eventually became this like, I would say, relationship where I've been on their show several times. You know, just like yeah. I don't know, we just talk Mexican so you, soccer. You, are, you know, are, are MLS. Current guest now. Yeah, I'm a recurring guest. And I, you know, sometimes I just sometimes I can't even go because it's like 7:30 on Wednesday, you know, and I got my yeah. son, my son right here running around, you know, or I gotta take him to, you know, his training or whatever it may be. So yeah. it's like little things like that. So I don't know, it's just finding the time, but I definitely like it's it's refreshing to talk about things that I'm passionate about, you know, and 
Um, this right. is something I'm passionate about, like helping people and just, you know, I became a teacher not to teach just Spanish verbs and, and conjugate things, but definitely like just to be around, you know, students and shape their, you know, shape their minds and, and yeah. get them ready for the next level, whatever that is for them, you know? So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know where this podcast is going to go, but I definitely want to be, I don't know, be there and be able to create content, practice a little bit, get out there and make connections with people. And I've had guests on here that are, um, you know, from Oregon, I've got guests from Chicago, you know, just different people that we would never be able to interact in real life, you know, because I don't, you know, it's, it's different, you know, life's different now. Yeah, so. and that's what it's all about. And like, people ask me all the time, like, like the podcast game, like, should I start one? I would say, I don't, I don't care if you end up, like you said, being Joe Rogan or Joe Budden or all these different podcasts that are like doing crazy Million. numbers yeah i would say start i would say start one because you are gonna do so much you're gonna learn so much about yourself you're gonna improve in so many different skills from a communication standpoint how to how, how to flow a conversation how to ask right questions how to navigate and like direct how to connect with people uh you learn so much from just doing a podcast i've done over 300 podcasts like as an interviewer wow. and interviewee and like I used to be shy in terms of like public speaking. Now it's like, at least over audio, <laughs> I'm not sure about if it's like public uh, in, in person, right. but for the audio standpoint, I can like, if I go back to my like first episodes to now, it's, it's night and day. So um, whether or not you have like big plans for having to do or wanting to do a podcast, I would say start it, you know? So for anyone listening, for sure. Yeah, yeah. People ask me now that I'm doing like, hey, should I start? And I go like, do it like how do you start just do it like because i didn't ask no questions you know i use youtube university i was just googling stuff mm. and i'm like hey you know use this app and this and that and you know if i check out a microphone i graduated to that you know i had a light you know whatever it may be yeah. but little things here and there where i was like to me it was more like letting my energy letting my creative juices just kind of flow you know because i've yeah. always liked to i've always liked everyone's to draw. creative yeah it's, it's creative and i've always liked to draw i've always liked to uh you know graphic design i've always liked to do things like that but i was like i never had a purpose to actually doing it like i didn't have like you know i wasn't employed to do that i wasn't working with someone to do this so it's like you know sometimes i, just, I don't like to just do free draw i want to do something that kind of connects with something yeah. so when it became you know i don't know i just started doing this i've been hooking up with different people like hey you know this and that so i don't know it's fun it's definitely fun it gets that creative juices going you're obviously a very creative person because you have all these different ideas i know you probably like you know, hang out with, you, you kind of come up with them, but you're doing like your videos and then you got the ozone studio rolling out. You got all kinds of things, <laughs> man. You. So kind of talk about that. Like, where did you get all these, not, not just the ideas, but like the initiative just to do all these things. Like, when are you going to just stop and just, you know, play soccer? No, I think you said, it, uh, <laughs> I think you said it best. I mean, cause like, I think uh, I was a fellow SAC uh, gentleman. Uh, he's actually the founder of rapid, rapid brands, uh, like the rapid ramen Chris Johnson, oh. he said it best. He said, he said, you know, uh, apparently his grandpa had told him one day, he's like, what's the richest piece of land in the world? And like, we were both on a panel and he, he asked that to the group. And the group was like, uh, I don't know, like they said, like started laying in London, New York. And he was like, no, the graveyard, because that's where all the ideas, you know, and all the regrets uh, went. So, um, it kind of reminded me of like my mindset when it comes to having an idea. What's the worst that can happen? Just do it. People are going to like it. People are not going to like it. And then you go with it. But I think when it comes to, oh, that person's so creative, that person's, you know, so thing, they're actually just, they're able to execute. 
I think that's the only that's the only difference because everyone has great ideas. Everyone has, you know, things that they're good at. It's just that are you going to showcase it to the world? Are you going to live in your purpose? And for me, you know, soccer has just been a vehicle. Soccer has been one of the best cars I've been able to drive because it's allowed me to do so many things, get a proper education, you know, play a sport I love, you know, build relationships, you know, do all these different things that um, who knows if I would have been able to do. And then with that, I'm able to use the opportunities with other things. So that's why I'm just like, you know, me and my brother had an idea. We're like, yo, let's see who we need to get together. Let's do it. I had an idea for my birthday. All right, cool. That's a cool concept. We'll call up my cousin. He hooked it up. We got it done. So that's kind of how it's all about. And if you ask for help, people are going to be willing to help you. So that's kind of been my mindset with uh, how I'm going about everything. Yeah, you hit it. Because like, I, I definitely like what, <laughs> the logo there. I'm still working on my logo, but a, a coworker of mine, a big shout out to him, Ben. He's like, I got you, man. I'll make you into a character. I'm like, all right, cool. He got me. He yeah. sent me that. And then, uh, you know, I had a couple of buddies that are DJs and musicians and they just sent me beats and I've been using them on my, you know, my intros they actually made an intro for me. So like little things where I'm like, oh, I could, you know, we can connect people, you know, and I could kind yeah. of shout them out. And, you know, this little podcast thing, even though it's one, you know, a one hour episode, it, it, it has a lot of, it has a lot of moving parts to it. You know, it has a lot of little things that kind of go with it. And I kind of, you know, I highlight my guests, I highlight myself, I highlight the people that are helping me make the music behind it. So I don't know. It's, it's just really cool. It's a little, it's a little vehicle. Like you said, it's moving, you know, it, it's, it's fun. It definitely is fun. And, and um, kind of speaking of that, like, I don't know, you know, your soccer, you know, your career, you know, um, talk about that right now. You're in Austin, right? Yeah. So I'm in Austin. We're playing for the Austin Bolt out here. It's the second division team. Um, so we're in the USL. So it's a great city, a uh, great team. Coach is good. And we, this year, I think we're going to surprise some people. We got we got some good players on our squad. That's tight, man. So uh, you kind of bounced around different teams, right? I mean, um, how does that kind of work? You want to kind of talk about a little bit about your career as far as like, um, you know, contracts, how long they are, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're not going to talk too, too personal stuff, but I know you've been bouncing around a little bit. Uh, what, what do you take as far as like, do you have an agent that kind of helps you make these decisions or are you just, you know, representing yourself or how does that work? Yeah, so for the most part, the majority of guys have agents and they help represent them in terms of contract negotiations and, uh, you know, find the right team. Uh, so for me, I recently got drafted to Philadelphia. So um, even even though an agent helped me worked out, work out the deal, it didn't really have a decision on which club I was going to go to. That was kind of through the draft. And then obviously throughout the time, you have a, you know, if you have an agent that helps you out, you know, leverage, try, try to leverage based on your play, um you know the team kind of controls if they want to keep you or if they don't um so the standard contracts are usually like three years guaranteed two-year option uh it would be like a one plus one or two years guaranteed one-year option um it really just depends on the player and the team and the you know what's the agents able to negotiate uh you have some guys that are able to or like like to represent themselves depending on if they have the leverage or if they just they want to just represent themselves because they want that pressure um, but for me, you know, I got traded a couple times. I got picked up by a couple teams. It's all, I mean, that's just how soccer goes. Um, it's just a blessing. You know, I, I, earlier in my career, I used to like, be like, man, this team like said they like me, but they wanted to trade me so they can get someone else that's cheaper. Um, how does that make sense? But, um, at the end of the day, it's been a blessing because I've been able to live in multiple cities. I've been able to, you know, build out my base in terms of relationships that I know, embrace different coaches. And then now it's like whenever we go on, on the way trip, I know somebody in that city or know somebody on the team or I know 
just something about that city just because um, I've had the fortunate pleasure of you know, playing all over the country. Is someone representing you right now? Or are you doing your Yeah, I got an agent right now. Okay. Okay, that's cool. I was wondering just because, you know, you're doing the whole frugal thing. I wanted to see if you were like, you know, this whole rebel and just kind of do your own thing. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. You know, because obviously, you know, people get surrounded by people that maybe make poor decisions for them or whatever. They don't have their best interest for them. So I was just wondering what, what you were doing. But that's cool, man. Uh, I know I talked to a, one of my mentors of mine who used to be a, you know, pro soccer owner. And he just always says it, man, soccer is brutal, man. Like soccer, like yeah. everyone, like everyone thinks like they see Messi, they see Ronaldo, they see all these guys, you know, they're driving Lambos and, and it's like, Yes, there is like some guys, but a lot of them are not, right? A lot of them are not. And yeah, I know you can probably, like, you know, relate to that. You can probably tell me how that really is, but a lot of guys yeah. are definitely not, you know, being compensated like that. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah, those are anomalies. It's even like any sport like that. You see, like we see the LeBron James, we see the Messi's, we see the Ronaldo's, we see the Neymar's. That's peak of the peak. Um, and then you got, you know, everyone else. So um, it's not always bright lights, you know, it's work, hard work involved. There's, you know, down days involved as well. Um, but at the end of the day, to be able to play a sport that you love and get paid for it, um, fairly well, um, if you, if you're being honest with yourself, um, it's the blessing. So, you know, you gotta take it in stride and, uh, with that, just, you know, be grateful and take advantage of the opportunity. And that's why I don't like, as a kid, you know, you, you know, you watch other sports, you get mad when a guy gets, you know, goes to another team. Like, how are you going to leave my team, man? But <laughs> as you get older, you're like, take the money, man. You know what I mean? Take, yeah. You know, yeah. take what you can I, because so you, you only have this much time to, you know, grab, gather so it together. I tell everyone, the only person you need to be loyal to is yourself. You know, because right. when you're done playing, it's not like they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you need to do this and you need to do this. We got you. No, it's next cycle. Like right. uh, in football, they say next man up. And that's really what it's like. So take care of you, um, play in the best situation that is for you. Sometimes it may be playing for a coach that, you know, sees your value. Sometimes it may be playing for uh, a team for less money, but you know that you know, the team is like going to win. And because of that, you're going to get more exposure. Um, sometimes it's, you know, coming in as a utility player. You're not going to be the star player, but you know that um, you, you know your role within the squad and in the, the team has made it clear. So. You, you got to find a situation that works for best for you. And sometimes um, it may be what is not good from like the outside standpoint. Is it, is it like a, the only reason I ask, I know NFL is like every Monday they get paid. Is it like a monthly thing with like soccer, like MLS, USL? Is it like a monthly paycheck or is it like this? Oh like uh, yeah. So you, you get paid monthly or bi biweekly. So first and the 15th or the first of the month. It really all depends, you know, basketball uh, first and 15th. I know NFL's for 17 weeks out of the 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> they get paid, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they stop getting so, paid the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. The baseball, everyone's different. So okay. uh, that's why it's important to understand your budget and, you know, what's coming in, what's coming out. Just asking because, you know, I wanted, I was just curious because I know NFL is like that. It's like, hey, they get paid during the season. After that, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's dry. So a lot of guys have, blow their money. Have fun. Make it last. <laughs> yeah. So is, is it like as far as like uh, – you know, and this is a question I have personally, like is housing provided usually with these teams for these guys? Uh, it really depends. You know, it's all negotiated in the contract. I know for USL uh, um, teams, uh, most of the teams, because of how they are able to compensate their players, um, they include housing. So whether it's a housing stipend or they have relationships with um, various uh, departments and they get uh, a lot of departments that they can give to certain guys. Um, so they, 
they're not having to pay for their uh, rent. Um, but it all it all comes down to you and the team. I know um, in MLS it works a little bit differently. Some of the younger guys may be um, either in a free uh, apartment or something like that, or a free house, or they'll get like a, a, a major discount for using a partner of the of the club or something like that. But it all depends on who you are, player, team, community, all that. Yeah, man, that's just a lot of a lot of little things that go go with the team. A lot of people, a lot of people just see the eleven guys on the field or the twenty guys on the you know at the stadium. But there's like so many moving parts with like running a professional team and you know, everything that's behind it, right? Like the medical staff and the housing and the food and nutrition and training, yeah. all that. It's, 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 it's I've always been very interested in that. It. Yeah. I've always yeah. been, I've always been very interested in that. So, yeah, man. So, um, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, I know it's Friday. Um, are, are you in Austin right now? Yes. Yeah, so I'm in Austin right now. We've been in second, second week of preseason at this point. Second week of preseason. Okay. And so, I mean, how much longer are you going to go, man? You're thinking, what, five more years? <laughs> uh, I might wake up tomorrow and be done. I might go another 10 years. Who knows? I'm just playing it by ear. Hey, man, even, uh, you know, you see all these guys go into their 40s and why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be me, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm just going to count my blessings. The fact that I've been able to play 10 plus years over 200 games is, you know, something that not a lot of people have been able to do. And I'm, I'm very blessed. But uh, you know, as you know, I'm. I'm always looking to do some different things. So we'll see where life takes me. I'm just kind of try to stay healthy and, you know, have fun and go from there. Are you looking to stay on the sideline maybe as a coach or, or in managing? Uh, no, nope. no coaching. Nope. Not going to be a coach. I, I don't have the patience. And I know that's probably going to change. And I might, I like, I could coach my, my, my future kids and something like that, but I, I'm more of like a trainer. I'll train and stuff, like do personal training and stuff like that. But coaching, I, I don't see myself doing coaching. Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys go into that. But I, and I was doing it for a long time. I, mean, I still coach the high school team where I work at. But um, you know, I was doing club, the whole club thing. But it was just the man, the, the time commitment was ridiculous, and it was just like <laughs> this, 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 the, the second that the season started ended. Sorry, the time that my son was born, I stopped coaching. I realized mm-hmm. how valuable the weekends were. Like, wow, I don't have to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it, it was a lot, and it wasn't, it wasn't like the grind of like coaching or the kids or or planning or training that was fun but it's just you know it's just it's a huge commitment you know this is a whole time thing and like i don't know it's really tough so that's why i respect coaches for like their patience that they have and all that uh it's a it it takes a lot of work so mad respect to any coach referees staff all that they 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 should get their credit and much deserved praise well eventually man i hope to see you and you know continue to do what you're doing i wish you like the best of luck especially like with that you know, your whole media platform that you're kind of building behind you, you know, as far as like with your podcast and, and your content that you're uploading. And then obviously, you know, the frugal athlete, of course, and the foundation that you're involved with, you know, I, I wish you like all the best of luck and I'm going to share all your stuff, you know, in the podcast episode notes and try to support you as much as I can from here. Man, that's love, man. I appreciate you having me on. I know we finally got it done. So that that's a blessing. So let me know when this goes live and definitely going to follow up. And, you know, next time I'm back in SAS, let's definitely connect. Yeah, man, I see you everywhere. I'm like, okay, this dude is literally like, like one thing I respect about you big time is that, you know, you were able to just like answer my DM and say, yeah, I got you. You know, obviously like you said we, we were chasing it for two, three weeks, but it wasn't yeah. not a big deal, right? I'm, I'm yeah. it's, it's a, it's a difficulty. You know, as a podcast, I try to get guests lined up at a certain. Oh it's really my hard. goodness, 
it's really hard. Well, that's why you gotta get the, you gotta get the Calendly link, and then just like, yo, once they agree, you just send them that link, and then they're gonna find the time in their schedule. So then you do all your work set up already. I'm telling you. And the issue that came up was that number one, like on Thursday, yesterday I went to get my vaccine, my second vaccine. So it was like, uh, how how are you feeling? You feeling all right with it? Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. Like you know, this this will air next week, so we'll be only a week back. But yeah, I feel I feel good, man. Day day. Uh, I guess this, this is more than one day, and yeah. I don't feel anything. You know, my arm it was nice. sore. Um, but that's normal from last time as well. Yeah. Um, and then like, kind of like this little collarbone area kind of feels like I've been kind of like when you sleep wrong or you throw up a lot, but I didn't, you know, yeah. you know but I don't have anything else. You know, my wife keeps asking me if I'm okay. Um, she got it a little bit tougher than me. And I know a lot of other people that kind of wipes you out yeah. for a couple hours, but um, I'm, I'm thankful that it doesn't, it's not affecting me too much. And, you know, we're going to be in the classroom in the next, you know, we're going to go back to school Monday for the first time. Oh, con congrats, man. And, <laughs> and shout out to you, man. Yo, shout out to you too. And like all the other teachers, man, y'all really grinded this past year and, and people don't give you guys enough credit. I got a couple of friends that are teachers, got a couple of family members. And it's like, yeah, you guys, you guys deserve Bro, your praise too. I appreciate that. It's been super tough. Like my mom's a teacher. She was a teacher in Davis. So that's what I say. She mm -hmm. like, that's how I like, I knew the Anibabas, you know, Jaleel, Janil, because yeah. they were they were at my school, but I didn't know them like that. Um, and then uh, my mom actually taught the little sister, like a little one. So, you know, you know, so it, it, we know a lot of people and uh, my yeah. mom taught and she had to stop teaching because the, the COVID thing was just it was like too much. You know, and she teaches much, kindergarten yeah. and was like, this is not the same. And she only had one year left anyways, but she decided like that last year was I'm good. Like, you know, so she's been mm -hmm. home this whole year. But, you know, it, it's definitely a rough like. It was a rough thing for us. Uh, the students are the ones probably struggling more than us, you know, because they miss that social interaction. They miss that like relationships with kids, with their teacher. And um, a lot of them are excited to go back, which is so crazy. Cause like, they're telling yeah. me like, we can't go away to boy. I'm like, wait, you want to go back to like, you? Like you, you always complain. And so it's pretty cool to attend this record is going to be off the roof. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be next week. We're going to start. And um, it's going to be, you know, some kids at home, some kids in, um, but I think it's definitely been a learning experience for like the world, you know, for us to kind of realize yeah. like, yeah, we're not bigger than, we're not bigger than these little things. Like something can wipe us all out. You know, we have to be yeah. ready. Stay, stay ready. So you never have to get ready. Yeah. I feel it. So yeah, Moby, I appreciate your time, bro. And, uh, if we can link up with anything else, you, you got my information and we'll, we'll, whatever, man, hit me up. We'll do this. Perfect. Most definitely. Let me know when it goes live for sure. Definitely. This podcast came out real clean. So. Hey, that's what we do. Hey, that's what I do. Hey, imagine. Okay, you got. I don't want you to hear my old ones because, like, at first I started off with guests that were people I knew. Like I had my wife on. Mm -hmm. I had my brother on. I had different people. Uh, that's what you got to do. That's right? how it is. That's, and it was yeah. it was more comfortable because it was just me and them. But then, you know, the first time I got someone that I kind of knew but didn't really know him, like I could see myself talking so fast. Like I was going crazy. Like bro, slow, you uh -huh. know, I was getting nervous. You know, and it was like, yeah. I think I've definitely gotten better. As this is episode thirty-eight, so I've definitely gotten better than since you know the first five. Yeah. It's crazy how how quick it goes. Like you're like, damn, I'm starting. I can remember when you first at your first episode, and then now it's like you're already almost at forty. Yeah, yeah, man. So I appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll link up, bro. No, most definitely. All right, man. All right. Good luck. Have a good day, man. Hey, too. All right. And that was it. Episode 38 in the books. I appreciate you, Moby, for coming on to the show. I appreciate you for listening to today's episode. A lot of cool things we talked about. Let us know what you think. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever it is you use to communicate. We'll be there. Check out all the information in the episode notes. And while you're at it, if you can leave me a review, don't forget to do that. I would appreciate that 100, 100, 100%. 
And uh, you want to leave me a little message? Let me know you listen to the episode. Let me know where you are, who you are. Let's connect. Let's keep this going. Thank you. Thank you.